the whole body works operationally works on tension and tone. So if you stretch and tension your body because you're under stress, it has a different frequency, literally a different resonant frequency of vibration. That's energy frequency. It's different than when it's relaxed. So I have to ask you guys, can I share something a little vulnerable with you? You probably know by now that I'm a health expert, fitness professional, that I've coached thousands of people to living a healthier life. But the truth is sometimes I don't get enough vegetables and greens in my day. Yeah, I even struggle with this, you guys. And I know the power of superfoods with greens and micronutrients. But here's the deal. I live a busy life just like you. And not all the time do I want to eat a big salad with wheatgrass in it and micronutrients and probiotics and all the things that actually are really great for my body. But most green juices on the market are disgusting. They literally taste like licking the bottom of a lawnmower, let alone getting my kids to drink is just not going to happen. So I set out to try to make the best green juice on the market. One that's packed with actually all the nutrients. It's not watered down. It's organic, has all your trace minerals, it has your probiotic and all your superfood greens like spirulina, wheatgrass, all your fruits and vegetables in one serving. But the biggest key here is it needed to taste amazing. And I'm so happy to tell you, we created Island Bliss. And the reason it is called Island Bliss is because it tastes like you're sipping an Island Bliss drink on a beach. I'm not even joking. This tastes like orange dreamsicle. It is so delicious, but it has all of your vegetables, all of your fruit servings, your probiotics, your superfoods, and your trace minerals in one serving. It tastes so good. Kids will drink it just with water. I throw it in just plain water and ice. I sometimes throw it in my smoothies. It is super simple, super delicious. And right now for all of you, this is a one-time order here. What you can do is you can get your Island Bliss by going to earthechofoods.com. So like I said, go to earthechofoods, E-A-R-T-H, echo, E-C-H-O, foods.com and use the code manifestable manifestable for 15% off your order at checkout. This is a huge discount. Trust me, you're going to love it. You're going to absolutely be amazed at the taste. You're going to get all of your superfoods in. Now I don't miss a beat. I take this traveling with me everywhere. It is so delicious. I actually find that it helps me not snack on sugary things because it is kind of naturally sweet. It's so good. So it actually helps me with my health goals. So I promise you, your body's going to thank me. So go ahead and go to earthechofoods.com at the checkout. Use the word manifestival, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L, manifestival for 15% off your order at checkout. I love you guys. Welcome to Manifestable. I'm your host, Danette May, and each week I will bring you epic guests and live coaching where you can come to receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns, and live into your soul's purpose. My mission is to remind people of their power and that they have the control to tap into their energy to achieve extraordinary things. Today, I'm chatting with John Amaral, 
energy practitioner, author, educator, and founder of the Energy Flow Formula, a somatic energy healing practice. You guys, I've heard about John Emerald, but here's the deal. He has created something and formulated and developed this thing over 25 years of working with thousands of people from more than 50 countries. His clients include A-list celebrities, entrepreneurs, athletes, influencers, and thought leaders. He uses these unique principles of the energy flow formula to help his clients heal physical injuries, reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, and reach and sustain new levels of energy, clarity, and fulfillment. He was featured on Goop. He also has worked with some of my closest friends who rave about his work. I know we have so much to discuss because he's the ultimate when it comes to energy and healing. And I'm super fascinated about that because it really ties into the manifestable mission. So I can't wait to get started with this episode. It's fun for me to witness people outside of their work mm. and to feel energy outside yeah. of like me going and be like, hey, John, you want to work? Like, because we have never worked in that capacity, but yeah. we've bumped into each other at two different settings. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of you. I know people that have worked with you and they say beautiful things about your work and about you as a human. But for me, just to watch you and feel your partner as well, I've been really knowing that our souls have been meant to connect mm. and actually talk about different concepts that come up so that we can each grow, for me especially, to grow into what I'm working on and what I'm feeling into and creating. And so it's an honor to actually sit down because we get to do this in this beautiful platform. But I, I would have done this whether the cameras were on us yeah, or not. Yeah, it's I've great had to be these, here talking with you. Yeah, I want to ask these yeah. questions. So you guys, you could look up John and you can kind of see some of the work based off what he's doing. But he's working. Can you describe a little bit about this energy work or what you would call, maybe I'm calling it energy work and maybe you'd call it something else. Can you talk to a little bit about this? Yeah, I mean, my my background was originally chiropractic, so I started a chiropractic practice. Wow, in the like late nineties. Oh, so, really? Um, I didn't know I started chiropractic. Yeah, so okay. that was my original. You've I always still, been interested in healing and helping. No, I wasn't actually. I mean, I grew up like in Northern California, skating, surfboard, like surfing, skateboarding, and and doing sports and stuff. I had no interest in healing. No, like, oh, I have special gifts or intuition or anything. I literally was not interested in any of that at all, and through a bunch of synchronicities and things that happened, I ended up in chiropractic college and then I ended up meeting my wife and she sort of introduced me to healing. And you know how I got into chiropractic? It's a kind of a long story that I won't go into all the details here, but I went to chiropractic college never having even seen a chiropractor. I'd never had a massage in my life. I'd never had a... What? I'd never had like acupuncture, never had Reiki, never had any, nothing. I was pumped up with corticosteroids. I was like totally traditional medicine grew up with no connection to my emotions. No, I was absolutely a, the opposite of what people might think someone who would Interesting. Like be this energy person. Yeah. And so it was like everything that I discovered and experienced was from these genuine, really authentic places. You know, my experience going from like being totally numb internally to having oh, I actually have a feeling. Oh, these symptoms that I'm experiencing of asthma and allergies and eczema and all this stuff is connected to emotions that I wasn't even aware that I was feeling. So I had this really interesting journey of like waking up through 
chiropractic and more energetic approaches that I got really introduced to from my wife. Interesting. Whose father was a medical doctor and mother was a nurse. Oh, she comes from that kind of she, background. But she came from a biomedical totally. approach. So, she, so we both kind of found our way to this alternative thing. So then out of chiropractic, we had a practice for over 21 years. And then it's been almost 30 years now that I've been working with people because I we sold our practice and moved on to other retreats and events and private clients. So I no longer have a physical location. Loca- you no longer have a physical location. Mm-hmm. Really? When did that stop? That was 2017 that we sold that practice in Northern California. But for years, we had already been doing retreats and events. I'd been traveling all over the world taking care of Tony Robbins for like almost 20 years and different people. I started, the reason I ended up in LA because I had a lot of clients, entertainment, celebrities and stuff that I would come down to LA to work with. So you were already coming Mm -hmm. and traveling and moving around. Yeah, but that like evolved out of years of being in practice and just sort of, I would say, being in the trenches and working with just, I mean, teachers and firefighters and Highway Patrol and CHP and and just people from all walks of life. And then I started working with more kind of movers and shakers and stuff in the in the latter years of my practice. We're going to talk grew. about mm-hmm. your practice, but I want to ask, were you intending to work with movers and shakers or did you just, whoever wants to yeah. come to me, I'm going to work on, or were you kind of thinking, you know what, they're movers yeah. and shakers, I want to help? Yeah, it was a conscious decision. It was definitely, it evolved. It wasn't something that... I mean, I remember when we opened our practice and we were just like, whoever will get on this table. Absolutely. You know? And I remember going to, out into the, out into like events in the desert, kind of like before there was Burning Man, there was like rainbow gatherings and all these kind of like, <laughs> and we were out in like the desert and Santa. Just working. Fire. Like out in like just working on random people <laughs> that were like covered in mud coming up from some, yeah, I mean, just, just wild things. Like we would just go out. You were just open. We were yeah. open and we were exploring and learning. And so we were like, and then anyone who would sort of, we opened our practice and anyone who would, who was interested, who would, you know, get on the table and then. Over years, and I started to see the impact that it was the having. work was having and how the ripple effects, you know, of one person having a shift and how it, it really influences their family dynamic and it can really influence the whole culture. That one person in a position of, of more, I guess, more influence could have like a more rapid sort of, you know, ripple effect. Mm. And just how I, I took a course on uh, with some this guy named Marshall Thurber who was teaching. He was a student of uh, Deming. And another, he also studied with uh, Buckminster Fuller. Buckminster Fuller was the guy that created the geodesic dome. And he uh-huh. basically, but he was a he was a futurist and an innovator. And he had this like vision to basically make a utopian kind of uh, a world that everybody could belong and everybody could. Interesting. So he was an innovator and he was a, he yeah. was a inventor and stuff. So anyway, he was a student of these and he taught a, a, a course like this was back in the like probably early 2000s on network how networks work. This was like in the early days of the, even the internet was still, you know, social media wasn't even in existence yet. Aging myself here. But I took a course on networks and how networks, how someone who's the hub of a network can have massive effect on the people, you know, on, on all the people that are plugged into them. And through what's called weak ties, which are links between networks, you could have a work with a person who's an influencer in a whole nother network that would link them together and suddenly like you could have exponential impact because of one relationship or one link, which is called a weak tie, not because it's weak, but because it links two different parts of the world kind of together, different people That's together. That's kind of cool thought. So, I, and, I, and I, this was, I think I was in my maybe early thirties at the time. And I was like, 
oh, and that's where the, like a light bulb, I was like, you know what, what if I just look to see like, who could I work with going forward that if I focus on working with the people that maybe have more influence and then I could more rapidly shift. If those people are more connected yep. to their hearts, those people are more connected to their soul. If they're more open, they're more grati- in, in gratitude, they're more loving, more generous. Like how would that Effect. transform the world faster? So I definitely made a conscious, conscious decision to move in that direction. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just like Once you made that intention and that mm-hmm. conscious choice, then it started to come naturally. Yeah, it started, it started to come because it is true. You do limit yourself by if you think just think, oh, I'll just like work on whoever kind of shows up. When you could consciously choose and say, hey, I want to hold the container for the possibility that, you know, I could work with the presidents of countries. I could work with prime ministers. I could work with like the top like influencing celebrities or whatever. I could, those people that maybe they'll have a faster ripple effect. effect. How did you, I mean, I don't know if you can say, talk on this, but how did Tony Robbins find you? I met Tony through a previous mentor of mine. And I met Tony, he was, it was during the TED conference. It was when TED, before it was TEDx, it was like, there was just one TED conference. It was in Monterey, (laughs) California. And I think it was in like 2000, maybe, I want to say 2006, 2004, something, somewhere in there. And like, it was where Al Gore, when Al Gore was still before he even did Inconvenient Truth and stuff. So it was Al Gore was there and and it was, it was this, it was a very small group. Anyway, so Tony came in. He flew in to Monterey to do that, and I got called to go work with him. And, of course, it was like the middle of the night. It was like they were like They were like, he needed something. Yeah. They were like, who's going to come? Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was like his his presentation for the next day. His computer crashed or something. He had to redo the whole thing. It was like the middle of the night, and his assistant, you know, uh, met me at the door and she was like Tony's not in the most resourceful state right now and so anyway I came in I worked with them and then and then we hit it off from there he invited me to come to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and then I started really like working with him quite I still I just saw him a couple weeks ago so okay Uh, this is offline because there's somebody that I just I think I worked with that actually in Sedona that knows you Mm. that's Mm. near there because I have to figure all that out so I won't go there but can you talk now we now people are like okay what does John do like what Uh, is this that we're talking about can you go into describing what this is I think you know like there's a Gwyneth Paltrow, who, you know, I was a right. client of mine, and she did a show on Netflix a few years ago called That's Google how Labs. I really yeah. heard about it. That's probably Ultimately. the easiest way to get a sense of what I do because totally. it's otherwise it's so conceptual, but mm-hmm. I'm working in the fields around yep. people's physical body, and you can see the influence of working in that field by how the body responds. But what you can see in that Netflix show is you can see that, wow, he's not touching their bodies and their bodies are having a very visceral, very visible response. Right. What that means for them and what it's doing for them didn't really get discussed in the, in the show. So okay, we can good. Talk we get to that. discuss that. Yeah. Because it's important. Yeah. Like what is happening? So when people are living in this world of overwhelmed stress, uncertainty, the circumstances of our lives where we're managing all these things and we get like we're rushing from here to there and we have all of the challenges that we're facing just as individuals, let alone like family dynamics and the culture. We yeah. have most people are in some some like constant state of vigilance. They're in some constant like reactive state where their whole physiology is in this like Kind of survival Contriction mode. almost? Yeah, it's like, like that tension or up. contraction. Yeah, and a lot of people don't even feel it. It's it's sympathetic. It's fight or flight. It's it's the mm-hmm. it's pulling of energy and blood flow out of the higher centers of your brain and bringing them down into like your limbic system and your reptilian brain and getting you ready to like 
defend yourself against a hostile world. It's kind of like where most people at yes. some degree are living at. And even the people that are super successful and super achievers are have like harnessed that a lot of times to where they're running off a lot of cortisol and adrenaline yeah. in there. It's and, almost addicting, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so there's like, so a lot of those people I work with and I see like, wow, they're incredible performers. And they also, you know, they need to decompress. You have to like re- you have to go to the well. You have to get resourced. You have to get your physiology out of that state. And the faster you can do it and the faster you can connect back into like higher brain functioning and higher dimensional awareness, higher consciousness states, yeah. the more the more power you actually have and the more recover, quicker recovery you have and the more creativity you have and the more your physiology shifts into growth and yeah. opening and possibility. So a lot of what I'm doing with people is helping them, you know, shift out of that state. And there are a number of ways that that's happening. One is that the whole architecture of the nervous system. Right. That means like inside your spine, your spinal cord and the nerves that are going out of all your brain through the them. different parts of the body. <laughs> if you look at the, the nervous system. Yeah, you see. Yeah, it's it like just, fascinating. It's, it's like a bunch of like uh, circuits. Uh, circuits. And it's very elastic and very flexible. And the whole central nervous system can stretch like a couple inches. Like your whole spinal cord can go elongate like a rubber band or a bungee cord getting stretched when you're stressed out. So part of that whole fight flight thing when your body's in reaction is that you build up tension and you build up it's that tension is energy that starts building up in the nervous system it starts stretching and going under tension the nerves get stretched the fascia the soft tissues the muscles the tendons they all start contracting and that's building up energy too because you're preparing yourself to deal with something that would you know if you're out on the plains Save and you're your running life. from a whatever you're yeah. a gazelle running from a lion like you need to mobilize that energy for you know for directing it toward yeah. escape or survival yep. but, or fighting or kicking but like people are walking around like that and not a lot of times they don't even know how escalated their whole. They have no clue because it's just like boiling frog in water. Like you're right. just getting it's just there. So it's just there. And so like, and so there's a, when the tension or energy is building up in all those tissues structurally, it also, it's like if you stretch a rubber band and you twang it, it's going to have a higher frequency than if it's loose. Like a guitar string, if you tighten it, it's going to have a, high, a different sound than if it's relaxed. Right. So the whole body works, operationally works on tension and tone. So if you stretch and tension your body because you're under stress, it has a different frequency, literally a different resonant frequency of vibration. That's energy frequency. It's different than mm -hmm. when it's relaxed. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working, one of the things that's happening when I'm working with people is we're discharging energy that was built up in the body through all of this fight-flight preparation that didn't ever get to get resolved because you're just every day it's more and more. And you could be working out, you could be doing yoga, you can be doing exercises, you can do meditation and all those things. And it's and those are all amazing. And I recommend all of them and I do all of them. Yeah. And then there's like this place sometimes where we can't get to ourselves and we, we might need help. Or we can learn strategies and tools to get there ourselves better that are different than just meditating, yeah. different than just breath work, different than just exercising, et cetera, where it's like this this weaving together of how do I get access to that energy that's bound up in my body and just start discharging it and moving it. How are you actually standing mm -hmm. away from someone and their body yeah. is moving? So the physical part, that, that's a great next question yeah. because the physical part of it is there's energy that's moving and discharging and releasing from the, like the physical mm -hmm. tension that's built up in the body. But then our body has fields that go out beyond it. 
And those fields are, they can be, you can measure the, the electromagnetic portion of those fields like a few feet from the heart. So the heart has a pretty robust field that you can measure. And with. how are you measuring those? So something called a squid magnometer is a, cool. like a tool. I don't use that, but like it's a pretty complex tool that can measure very, very subtle All these frequencies. different frequencies coming out. But the best measure, and that's, there really aren't that, we haven't developed the instrumentation that are sophisticated or sensitive enough to like measure a lot of these fields, but we can measure them because we have the ultimate exquisite sensory system being human that we can feel and sense and I began to like work with those fields. So over decades, I've developed that skill set of being of able just to being able to see the field, mm -hmm. to work with it outside yes. of the human body. Yes, and the fields have like almost like the Russian doll that has the densest little doll in the middle, and then all these like like yeah. layers outside. The energy fields of the body are are in a way they're different frequencies that have different qualities as they go oh, out how further. Oh, interesting! So like you have the life force or the chi or the ki or the pranic energy or the etheric body, whatever. They're different, a bunch of different names. All different traditions and cultures have different names, but like the energy that runs the physical system has a certain quality and it's at a certain like area that kind of sandwiches the just off the skin and just below the skin. And that's where the acupuncture meridians yep. run, et cetera. And then you have like the emotional body, which is a little further out. Then you have a mental body and then you have like a higher part of your mind, a part of the field that is associated with that type of consciousness or thought. And then you go a little further out, you get into more transcendent. You can go out beyond your thinking mind and observe or experience the non-self. And then out beyond that, you, you, you go into the unified field where everything just, like you just become one with everything. And those... Can you see these fields in people? I can see, I, I feel it kinesthetically. I see it, but not through my eyes so much because these are synesthesias yeah, the way yeah, you, yeah. it's like you can see a smell or hear a taste or you can start to sense things in different they show up in your five senses but you're not experiencing it directly through that particular apparatus so when i see i can see what's happening in someone's energies field but i'm not like it's not I, I see what you're saying yeah. it's it's like you're kind of feeling it and your brain's kind of creating I'm a feeling scene, it but, i'm yeah. sensing it i'm hearing the tones of it, I'm seeing it. It's like all these senses are sort of blending together. Yeah. And then I'm able to track through, really it's through working with tens of thousands of people over decades where it's like, oh, I know what that feels like. I know what that, when that field is distorted in that way, it usually relates to this or that. Or I felt, you know, 500 people that all had the same kind of cancer over the years. And when I feel their spine, it feels like this. And when I feel in their field, it feels like this or it looks like this. So and you, you start, start to, to find commonalities. Yeah, like you start threads. to piece together like these yeah. patterns and start to see, okay, because this is learnable. This isn't like just so some special gift that, yeah. I mean, some people are going to have more of a, they're going to be more attuned to attuned it. To it. Yeah. But everyone can develop those skills with time and repetition and someone showing and guiding them. I'm going to go there in yeah. an interesting yeah. way with you because you've now worked with thousands of people, yeah. right? So you're not just working with a body, you're working with that body energy field. Has there been, I don't know if you can speak to this, mm -hmm. has there been anybody that has come to you and you're like, whoa, this is really different or I'm not, it's not yeah. fitting in my normal For system. Sure. You've a, a lot, a lot, because that's how over the years, I mean, I have firsts all the time, especially in the early in practice. How we started moving more energetically from traditional chiropractic was things that weren't fitting in the box of this is going on in the physical body. Yeah. You're like, it's interesting. I would have a family come in. We had an office with six tables, and there were four of them were in the same big room. 
And so when there would be a family of five laying there, three kids and the two parents, and like I would work on the, like the littlest kid and then the whole family all at once would all take a breath. And then, or someone, so you say, oh, there's this non-local effect. There's something that's going on in the field dynamic of that family that that one person is sort of the, the key, <laughs> right? Oh, and wow. it's like, and, but it is, so, and like someone could be having back pain or they could have neck pain, they go in an, an accident and they're blaming like this accident totally. um, on this whiplash accident, on this disc herniation or this disc pain, they're ha- this neck pain they've been having for years. And then we find out through working that, I'd ask them, like, you know, what happened, right? At the time when you had that whiplash, what was going on? Turns out, you know, they were going through a divorce or they were going through, and they had like, and they, you know, it was like right when they left the house after that last fight and then they like were rear-ended or where these things started to kind of intersect that were like culture, family. Absolutely. And then, and then you start to see like, Maybe this it's not energetic real. Yeah. soul chose exactly. this physical experience. Exactly. <laughs> and so it started wow, leading so me cool. to go, oh, that's interesting. And then we'd, I'd see that we could approach from, fir- like, I wouldn't even touch a person and I would have their history and I'd have felt their body and mapped everything out. And then instead of like having to go in and like do an adjustment, it would be like, what if we just back off and go and do what's the least invasive thing that we could do with the least amount of force or input that would go into their field around their body to see what would be the most like relaxing and opening to them. And you start looking for places of receptivity rather than places of tension. You start looking for the place that's most open to respond versus the place that's most closed and in defense. And they just kind of lead people toward the possibility. And that it's not just like a conceptual thing. It literally physiologically, I mean, it's kind of like an erogenous zone of the body where it's like, you know, an area that if someone just blows on the back of someone's neck or behind their ear or they touch the, you know, it's a certain way, don't even touch. It's a look and the whole, you know, the whole yeah. physiology could shift. It's like that's a non-linear kind of approach. And yes. so we started moving more. I started moving more and more toward that because yeah. that's where you are relying on the person's self-awareness, developing, helping them develop self-awareness and energetic mm-hmm. awareness and then helping them be the Mm-hmm. star of the show. Yeah. Wow. This is so interesting. And we can take this next question out if we decide to, but I'm so curious if you've ever, do you, well, first off, I'm going to ask, do you believe in these extra, like extraterrestrial life forms or these other life forms? I mean, I think like it, it's really interesting what has been happening. I've been following it. I definitely follow all the sort of like the latest stuff on like all of these sightings and all of these. Yeah. So you know, do you believe that there are other life I forms? Mean, I mean, I, I absolutely believe there's other life forms in the universe, whether we're getting visited, you know. My question is, have you felt there's been a, someone that's possibly been on table in a body form, but feels oh, different energetically than. That I'm working with and I'm like, oh, you're a visitor from another. Yeah. You know? Or it just feels yeah. really yeah. different, different. And I don't. I, yeah. I, not if, bad yeah. or good. Uh, just. Yeah. Yes. I've definitely asked myself questions and working with people. I'm like, like, this one's not. What star system is this being from? You know, it looks like. You'll do that. I've had experiences over the years where I've been like, hmm, this is interesting. And I do my very best in just like the way that I view the world and I, to, to be open, yep. to be receptive, to be curious, and also to like not put things in boxes. Totally, totally. And then I'm, I'm also looking for like, where's the evidence? Everything that I'm doing, I, I strive to have it be evidence-based, even if I don't have the direct research on what I'm doing, right. that are models that are in like peer-reviewed journals like Nature and like these really like solid journals yeah. that actually back up 
that the model makes sense with the kind of response I'm seeing. Yeah. What I would like to do is get more direct research on what I'm doing to see, because I'm always wanting to see, is the outcome that I'm getting really giving the, you know, is is what I'm able to do, is that giving the person the kind of outcome that I want to see for them? And does it match? Ooh. So that that's helped me also like improve what I'm doing over the years. Yeah. I think one of the things that happens when you get into that, we were talking a little about this a little bit before we came on about working with energy and just like, just, there's a whole lot of interest in It's energy, more than right? ever right now. Yeah. It's letting us know that people are, I think there's some ancient yeah. wisdom that people yeah. are wanting to tap into, whether they're doing it authentically or not is another question, yeah. but yeah, so. And I think like what happens is like we have, you have the ancient wisdom traditions and the indigenous mm-hmm. traditions mm-hmm. and you have the shamanic traditions and you have the, the various kinds of, you know, obviously plant medicines and all these things that have been like really come more more into the culture more yeah. recently and you have that and then you have the sort of evolution that's like kind of more postmodern where it's like we have science and so we can see what the biochemistry is actually doing we can see what the brain function is we can measure certain things and i think one of the things that's happened is because there isn't really a delineated path or a delineated like parameters for what working with energy is and what totally. energy work is. Yeah. We're getting we have this situation where there's a lot of like mythical magical thinking and kind of and magical thinking is like kind of pre the development of science and stuff. It kind of t- where, where we want to we go, we need to get back to like where we were back before we got all messed up by all the science. And I don't believe that. I feel like we're evolving as humans. We've layered on new capabilities Ooh, and new this. new uh, possibilities. You're and kind develop. of merging it. Yeah, so I think we need to take the wisdom from those traditions. Like, I mean, a lot of what I've I've been to India multiple times. I've done you know programs in the foothills of the Himalayas. We've gone, you know. Would you say all that has fed into your training? Absolutely. Oh, so okay. like you know because so you're marrying. Yeah, some because of this. you're looking at like thousands of years of technology that was developed, transformational technologies by by the Taoist, the Buddhist, the, you know, the Hindu and Vedic traditions, the yogic traditions and stuff. So like there's massive value in it. And then there's also more new developing things that are happening that are, that weren't happening back then. Like the kind of responses that we can get with people on the table that is reproducible, that being able to like work three, four feet off someone's body and have a very specific response that isn't just someone just flopping around. It's actually leading to a resolution. It's helping connect and help them be more aware of their body, help them be more discharge energy to reset the system, to evolve how their system's functioning and like make progress. That's something that didn't really exist in that way in the past. That's new kind of new technology so like there's there's a i think we're we're forging ahead to like go what's possible for the human being like what would be a fully realized fully evolved human being now and in like walking around the world versus like being somewhere in just like you know monastery or cave or somewhere it's like what is the like the human being that's walking around in the world that's so intense and then being able to navigate it and be able to resonate and radiate out like a higher vibe, you could say, but a higher consciousness and a higher energy that then influences the field around. So as we understand more about fields and how fields operate and how fields influence, how like someone's heart, which is, this is, this goes to the research that HeartMath and some other organizations have done, but HeartMath is the one that's done quite a bit of research on the field of the heart and how it influences people in proximity. So if my heart is more coherent, meaning my heart, I'm more connected to my heart. My heart is more 
you could say open, yep. not just metaphorically, but actually physiologically, my heart and brain are in sync and I'm resonating this more coherent state, your brain will start to entrain or sync up with my heart, even if you're not touching me. Oh, yeah. I mean, right? yeah, and so this the per- is so cool. And the person's heart who's more coherent is going to have more of an influence on the other person whose brain it's leading. They're in like a beta wave state or something. Their brain is not going to influence my the heart, heart to the go. The brain is actually going to follow the it's heart. It's going to follow the heart. So, so in, a way, cool. that, in a way that takes us back to historically and through Absolutely. whether it's the Bible or every holy book or you know, every sacred text. It's like connecting to our heart, getting more in tuned with ourselves and being more in sync with the universe is going to the way it's the it path. So. Well, how do you connect with your heart? How do you, what's your model of connecting? Mm. And cause you understand yeah. this on yeah. a very mm-hmm. unique level, right? So yeah. it's important for you to, or yeah. do you feel like it's just always there? Cause now no, you've sometimes I get to, sometimes, I mean, it's a lot to be in this world, right? Now, right. It's a lot. So sometimes we're feeling these things that are just, they're collective. It's it's like you're feeling this like intense energy. You're feeling a deep like grief and you don't know why. You're feeling yeah. the whole range of sort of human emotion, the more connected you are to your heart. So sometimes it's like it feels like it's too much, or you know, it's the loss of a loved one or or the or something that happens where it's just it's just it's like the devastating, hearts, yeah. right? The heart's so, telling you. Yeah. You're right. And so sometimes it just like putting your hand there, just taking a breath, starting to feel like what is the status of my heart? Like you could put your hand on your heart and just feel. Sometimes you can touch that part and it feels, it could feel like dead or it could feel hard or hollow or voided out or like empty in some way. Or you touch and you feel a presence and you feel an aliveness and you feel freedom. And it's like, oh, I feel so present and connected here. Sometimes you could touch touch that part of your body and feel like, wow, I feel like nothing here. And so being able to start to check in and just, feel and sense and start to develop a language. It's a kind of a somatic, in a way, an energetic language that you start Mm -hmm. to go, oh, what am I actually feeling? Can I feel this part of me? Let's say yours is feeling dead or Mm -hmm. we'll use that for a lack of a better word, but like, or just off or not loving. How do you get back into that love? So there's this paradox, this interesting paradox that I've discovered for myself and in just working with people that you can't change what you're not connected with. And so if you're trying to change and try, if I'm like, if my heart's feeling dead and I'm trying to like have it be filled with gratitude and filled with joy and filled with love and I'm like doing my mantras and I'm doing my visualizations and I'm doing my, all of my, you know, to feel a different way, but I haven't really connected to what I'm actually feeling, which is if it's nothing, if it's dead, then I actually just put my hand there and I go, sometimes it feels like, or right here, I feel like disconnected or numb or dead. You just state what the actual quality is. And that paradox is that because now that's a truth. Mm, Now you're with what is. hearing that word truth. But it's just like what's true is like what your, what's true is what the body and the, and the energy and the actual feedback is. The mind's making up all these concepts and trying to figure out what it means and all this stuff. But like when you touch and you put your presence there, you'll get feedback. And if that feedback is, feels dead, then you can just say, I feel, I feel dead or I feel numb or I feel void or I feel empty or I feel lost or whatever it is there, Mm -hmm. or I just feel nothing. And just by speaking that for a second, you just take a breath in usually in a moment, something will start to appear or it'll shift a little bit. Not because you're not trying to shift it. You're just being with it. You're being present with it. A practice of connecting to my heart is constantly checking in with the status of, am I feeling 
what am I feeling? What am I noticing? I'm not sitting there in my head like, what am I noticing? What am I feeling? It's just sometimes I'm like, oh, I can feel that my, it feels dense or heavy there. And if it feels dense or heavy or hollow or hard, I know that there's either some disconnection or there's a feeling there that isn't difficult to be with. When you're connected, it's 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 kind of a non-issue because you're feeling present, you're feeling alive, you're feeling different things, or you might be connected and feeling an emotion. You're just like, I'm really sad, but you can feel it through your body and you know that you're sad and you can just let it express. Yeah. But if it, the challenge for a lot of people is what they're suffering when they don't even they don't even no. know yeah. what they're feeling. And so I'm just I'm I'm always just checking in. Do you ever work on let's say you have a full day yeah. to work on people? Mm-hmm. And it's been scheduled. Yep. People book you way in advance. Yes. And you're having a day. You're having yeah. a human day mm-hmm. where you're just like, wow, like I'm off. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you can still access your work because it's so just a part of you and you can access this work of helping someone else through their healing process through your work, even if mm-hmm. you're off? Yes. And and I think you know the the strategy and the tools and the tactics and the and the, the the whole approach to life that allows me to always be on when I'm working with people because it's not a possibility I just it's not a possibility to not I'm not going to approach or touch somebody if yeah. I'm like in myself but it just does it kind of just come because you're like okay, this it is comes my because work. I'll do whatever I need to do I'll use whatever tools that I, and these are the tools that I teach the tools that I use that I will do before I work with someone, someone. no matter what's going on, even if I get into it for sure, because I won't, because I have a standard that I won't work with someone if I'm in my own shit. Mm -hmm. Cause because you know, because we're talking about how that energy works, right? Yeah, Because it's not about, otherwise it's about me and not about them. It's like, if I am going to work with you and I have an agenda and I have, or I'm like something that's going on with me that is unresolved. I can't bring that to the table. I can't yeah. bring that to the interaction because now I'm just bringing my reality to you in a way that's like an unresourceful one. Mm-hmm. A lot of how the en- energy work works is that, you know, there's so many levels and things going on, but I'm approaching into your field with a field of, of I'm approaching you with my observation and my consciousness yeah. in a state that allows a certain possibility to start to show yes. up. Yes, a certain possibility, yes. Because like I'm approaching the person in a, like a quantum state of probability. It's like, I see you, yep. but I also don't, I have see, to, I, I don't right, see you. Right. Yeah. I have to, I have to approach you as like almost like a fuzzy cloud of possibilities rather than like locked into a, this is, the this net. is yeah, this is, uh, that was my next question because if you're working, like, let's say you get asked to work on the president mm-hmm. or like someone who you would, president's a bad example, but someone <laughs> like you would deem like, yeah. oh my gosh, I yeah. really like, this is so cool. Like your human side, mm-hmm. this is cool. Yeah. You have to kind of go, wait, like I'm not actually, I'm pulling myself back. For sure. And you do do that. It yeah. The, like, and yeah. the reason why I've been able to work and get invited and, and referred and stuff to work with a lot of the people that I work with is because I'm meeting them as a human being. Yep. And you're also removing that you're like okay yeah. i'm gonna work with your synergy right. i mean this is a big part of it it's like what is the construct that was created what is the pattern of defense and protection and adaptation and survival that's going on i have to approach it seeing the possibility that and seeing how that's not yep. the reality that's a temporary state and we can return to or evolve to a state of possibility of adaptive efficiency flow you know, creativity. It's like, so I need to approach with that. So I, before I ever approach anyone, I have to do what I have to do to connect to myself. Paradoxically, to get out of myself, I have to be totally with myself yep. to not be 
yep. bringing myself. Yeah. And then I can be totally focused on the outcome of possibility without it. And so it's like without total certainty. Agenda, yeah. It's, it's an interesting place. It's like, how did it explain? It's like total commitment to and focus on an outcome of knowing with certainty what's going to happen with no attachment to or an agenda. It's like this it's and paradox. <laughs> it's a paradox. It's a paradox. It's like the whole thing is like a, it's like, it's a, you're right, right in that paradoxical place of, Total commitment with non-attachment, knowing but not being attached is an interesting place. And it's it's taken me, you know, it took me decades to evolve to be able to show oh, up like I, that. Oh, I think we need to hear that. Mm-hmm. It took you a while to get there. And, and honestly, I've only heard really positive things, but I imagine in this space, and I think anytime we're in these unique spaces, mm-hmm. there can be negativity mm-hmm. addressed as well. I imagine you've had that. I've heard, I have only heard good, but I wanted to ask you, how do you stay in the work that's true for you mm-hmm. if there is negativity? So can you like expand on that a little bit? Like what kind well, of negativity? Well, I'm going to just relate it to myself. Yeah, okay. So there's a part of me that feels like, there's certain things that feel a more like for me, starting a business, starting a superfood company, doing something in business like mm-hmm. this doesn't feel as scary mm-hmm. as doing something with energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure where that comes mm-hmm. from, but I wonder, and I think it's feeling scary because do I you, don't want it put, taken out of context. I don't want it to, because I can understand there's not a lot of structural filament to it. Does that make sense? And so I don't want it to be taken out of context. So I'm curious if you've ever felt that where you feel like, oh, I, I worked on somebody. Didn't I don't know if anyone has ever said anything negative about you. Maybe you've never experienced that, but have you ever experienced that? Well, I remember that? when the Goop Lab came out, I probably read, I mean, you know, I just d- deep dived myself with sort of a, a, a you know, a, a kind of a, a humorous approach to it of like, let's see what people are saying about this thing that I'm doing with Gwyneth Paltrow and the, and the goop brand. Right. So it was like, look, I mean, you went there. Absolutely went there. I'm like, (laughs) wow. So I've every, every, like this guy is totally full of crap. Like absolute charlatan, absolute BS. This isn't real. All of that. that. Oh, everything. Everything I've seen. How do you navigate, if you read it, because it sounds like you went down the rabbit hole and you read it. How do you navigate the work you're called to do when you see stuff like that? Or does it not even bother you? You know what? It, do, it doesn't. Because it doesn't I know, bother be, you. No, it doesn't because I know I know what I'm doing. Maybe if I was younger, maybe if I was like in my, and maybe this is why I did the, I had a practice for 20 something years and I was really in the trenches through, doing yeah. it. And then like I started working with more sort of like known people and more famous people, et cetera, that it wasn't like my goal is to be this whatever special person, you know, that I'm working with these people. So that makes me something like my ego is not a, ta- I mean, it's fun. It's interesting. It's like, it's, it, I get a certain amount of significance out of it. Instead of like working with like some of these people, it's like, it's a, wow, I'm, you know, I'm working with X, Y, or Z person and I'm in, I'm having a moment, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty, that's, that's, that's cool. really cool. Yeah. But I know that again, going back to what your original question was about, like, did I make a conscious choice to work with these kind of influencers and sort of yeah. world impact kind of people. And I did. So it's like, of course, I'm doing what I'm doing. So I can take my, my, my ego doesn't like rise and fall on like what someone what, was, so, saying. was saying on a, yeah. on a big level, like mm-hmm. a goop level or a Netflix level right. or whatever level. It's, it is it's more of like, did the kind of shift that I was looking for to happen with this person happen? And 
that would be my my thing was sometimes I'm working it out. It's like a, it's like a cipher or a puzzle sometimes where some people are more, there's more complexity happening. And I'm like figuring it out. So I get into this yeah. mode of like, okay, you know, it's like doing a Rubik's cube. You have to kind of unwind some things and go back. And, and it's like energies. figuring it out becomes the the thing that I'm navigating. But it's it's that's where I get. You I, actually care about the result of like helping for that sure. person. <laughs> for so that's, that's why, my where you're figuring it <laughs> right. out. But outside of yes. what people are saying, oh, it yeah, just yeah. doesn't even like. It's not. No, because I know what I'm doing. I know I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I know what the outcomes are, and I know and I know what I want that to be doing for humanity. I think this is important to mm. a, to ask this because I think a lot of times people, when they're intending and they're creating and they're stepping into what they feel called to do, it's important for them to hear someone like you, like I've received mm. this, but I'm actually know who I am and yeah. I know why I'm doing this. And that's what matters. I think it's easy to get caught up in the show of it. And the sort of like, this is a, this is like cool what I can do. And I think that is also why I mean, I hesitated for a, a long time to even entertain a doing show. any kind of training or let or let anybody film anything. Right, I never right. put stuff out when I had my practice even yeah, because it just looked wackadoodle. It's like, here's this guy. He's doing stuff over the body. Are they having an exorcism? Are they having a convulsion? Are they ha- What's happening? There's no context for it. And it just looks like more kind of flu-flu, woo-woo stuff. And Why now did you put it out? Why? I mean, I, I, mean, I did it. I mean, truthfully, the reason I did it was it was Gwyneth Paltrow asking me if I wanted to be on this. And I was like. It just felt right. Yeah, it was just like, it was like, it just sort of like opened up when that group thing happened. And so like. And there's no turning back. No, there was no turning back. And someone was going to do it. It was like, they were going to have someone, they were going to do it. They wanted to have somebody working with energy on there. And I was working with her and she was like getting profound results. And she was like, let's, Let's, can you do this? And, and it it was going to be Reiki or it was going to be acupuncture. It was going to be something energetic anyway. So it's like that. So I just was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And then now I feel like now there it's just in, even in the few years since that happened, even the last like four or five years, it's just like this, this exponential interest in energy. I mean, because that program, even though it was a few years ago, there's still like all every single day there's people from all over the world that are like are you doing any training are you doing you know do you do trainings well that's where we we have been deep diving on this stuff for the last like two years to see if this uh, is more, what? beyond two years but especially like the last almost two years of just going through like how do we teach this in the most in- integrity way oh to get it's people, such a good question right, i love that you're taking time with it right, because get, it is true to get people yeah. In to like, what's the first thing that people can do if they're interested in working with energy? What's the first thing that they can start to do that's real and has depth and mm-hmm. will set them up for a, mm-hmm. a strong foundation, even if they're doing other modalities and things? Like, what are the principles they need to know? What are the ways that they need to approach working with someone? What are the models and behind this? And what are the skills you need to develop? All of that stuff takes a lot of time and energy to really put thought into to go like, okay. We're to gonna, say this is a right. program. This isn't a three <laughs> yeah, like yes. get get, get energy, and, and healing energy healing one hundred and one. Energy healing one hundred and one in like a three in a three hour workshop or yeah. a ten hour thing, and then you get certified and you can go out. That's, that's, so I, I didn't want to do that because I the opportunity know. was there to do it, but it was like oh, like that's that's just not what the world I feel like needs. I think this is a real thing. It is here. I mean, working energetically, working in the fields around the body. Is, I think it's. It's here and it's important. Yeah. And so, it's- so I think the why now is like because 
there's mm -hmm. enough, I don't know, maybe it's that the consciousness came more into the culture. There's more awareness around it. There's more interest around it. And it's just like, it's all kind of coming together where we're at this moment where it's like, okay, let's do an offering here and support people in, in what so can they do, you do. So you're working on yeah. something mm -hmm. and it's still in the works. Yeah. Well, I want to hear when you, um, but I, yeah. I do want to say thank you for taking your time with this and actually yeah. feeling into that because, I don't know, it just feels well, like. Do we need a, a, yeah. do we need more like magic sort of, you know, like, <laughs> know. like you can manifest, you know, I mean, like something that. You took me decades of work, really working with diligently to to develop yes. that you can sort of like learn these skills and like you know and manifest like you're this kind of thing into a weekend, <laughs> and it's like that's just not that's not, not the truth. But but we can do something in a the short basis. period. Yeah, in a short yeah. period of time that is based <laughs> on decades of experience. That then is like yeah, you can start to work with this. You can start to explore this. Like yeah. everybody's, this is like possible for all humans. Like we can understand these principles and we can start to apply these things but it's not like you know you're going to be ready to go out and like you know like work on people as a profession like after a weekend that's not what i'm doing yeah so i think it's going to be interesting to see how how this unfolds yeah, for sure yeah i mean i would love to support in i i just i love your integrity around it and just like right. your intention i guess because everybody has a different version of integrity but yeah. just your intention around that yeah, I so i appreciate it yeah and it's just really fascinating thank you for kind of being a leader in that because you mm. are you went on tv and really showed you're showing what is possible within this human mm. realm of existence. I mean, I appreciate that so because you. it was a risk because the risk was to go on there and then just be. You did. You oh, took, you, you literally went out and right. took this, like, I'm going to get. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> like, I'm you're the person that's going this. out there and you're showing something yeah. that, you know, in, in, yo in the yogic tradition, they call it, they, when someone evolves to a certain level of consciousness, they start to develop like the mystical like abilities and powers that show up that they call cities, S-I-D-D-H-I-S, -I, I think it is. Oh, that's in, interesting. Okay. And the cities are these like, these sort of emergent sort of superpowers, clairvoyance and all yeah. these things that start. And they, they say is like, if, if you start to develop that and then you put it on display, then that is like, that's the ego. And that's yes, like, that is the danger that the yes. ego is going to like take you down this path because it's like, look what I can do. So it was like, There's it was a, a real, the line. fine line of going like, okay, to show something that I've been doing for decades in a way that you can actually see what I'm doing. But at the same time, it's like, I am putting it on display here. So it's like, Oh, is that cringe? You know, it was like this interesting place where, and I had to really check myself and I had to give it a thought. I mean, even though Gwyneth asked me to do it and her team asked me to do it, it was like, how, I was like, let me think about it. Let me check. Because I had to check and be like, what's, what, what is, what is this going to mean? And it was, it was like, ugh, but, but it'll be so cool. And then they ended up producing it so amazingly. And actually the people that were on that show, when the, the producer of the show, people, yeah. um, uh, Andrew Freed, uh, who became a client and is a friend now, who, who produced it, his team, like he executive produced it and his team was like working on it. And, and, and some of the people on the team, I remember one of the women was like, is it possible that I could be affected? Like I'm, I'm watching all this footage and I'm like, move my body's moving and all this stuff was happening as she was doing the editing and um you know That's and, and then cool. i was like oh this is really cool because people are it's it's translating through the 
observation of it. Mm-hmm. Like they were able to capture the essence of what of, of what was there. Yeah. So it was really cool. So it ended and up also being like it just really shows positive. the power of these energetic fields that we have. Yes, and I think that's important to understand. We are not these bodies, yes. and you are basically showing that. And that's for some of us. That's the first step yeah. of going. I I'm not just this body, and there's these energies, yeah. and oh, like. Maybe I can heal in different formats, yes. and and that's important. That's important right now in this time and space. Yeah, so. I mean that people feel self that they feel like there's something they can do. Yep, they they feel self confident and or more that confident I'm just this that this multifaceted like, human. Yeah, <laughs> and and we start to understand like how something can translate beyond space and time, sort of like in like. In, again, I got I've gotten thousands of people that reached out and said like I had this like experience. I got super emotional watching you know some of these videos and um, and to see that because these fields are non they're non local and non temporal, so yes. they sort of exist outside of three D space time. Absolutely. So there's this instantaneous effect anytime you like experience that. It might be senses. a remembrance too for some exactly. of these people. It's like, like, oh, watching. there's something primal and something real here. Yeah. I don't even understand it or know what it yeah, is, exactly. but it's like I need this or whatever I, this or is. Or I just felt an emotion mm-hmm. when I watched this or mm-hmm. I felt my body doing something when I watched this and it's just reminding us of all of our connections and remembrance. Absolutely, that it is. everything is interconnected energetically for sure. So as we close out yeah. today, it's been awesome talking with you. Thank you for being open and vulnerable. What is the thing that you are intending that you would like to use this vessel you live Mm. in for your time on this planet at this time? Mm. Well, what I'm intending and working on, as I, as I mentioned, is like starting to help this new territory of, of working energetically, Mm -hmm. understanding the principles and like the skill sets of working energetically to kind of grow in the culture more and to be, and, and to start to be not just an adjunct thing that you just do on the side, but to, to to help people understand and develop the skills to like to create this kind of interconnection between their heart and their brain to create a coherent energy yeah. field to create a parasympathetic state in their body so that they're living not in reaction but they're living in possibility wow. and to move about the world that more and more people that are moving about the world in that way are going to they're going to be generating more love and kindness. They're going to be going for things that they wouldn't have risked before because it mm. felt too challenging. They're going to be innovating and creating because they're switched on, they're plugged in. And they're going to be thinking about and focusing on more of like the bigger picture rather than the myopic, like I got to just get through today. And wow. so I just want to keep like just spread and activate and move things in that direction as rapidly That's as possible because we're at a, a critical time. That is right. beautiful. So, uh, we are at a critical time. If you guys, I want to hear from you because this was new for a lot of people and you're now going to get looked up more from the people that may, may not have known who you were. Mm-hmm. And if you guys, we were talking about it, we may do something where on the show you get to see it with me because I know you're watching this because you trust me and I wouldn't, I don't actually let anybody really work on me unless mm-hmm. I trust them. I've been really very aware of that because I do believe in these energies. So I, we, we will explore that. And I just really appreciate it because I've heard nothing but incredible things with the work that you've done. And no, I know some you. of the people personally on a very personal level that you've worked with that have talked with me and shared what's going on for mm-hmm. them. So thank you for the work and thank you for your heart and yeah, what you're trying to do in pleasure. these times. And I, I just think it's exciting. It's fun to be in these times. So 
Thank you. I love what you're doing here. So thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And we will see you on the next episode. All right, my friend. I really value you being a part of this podcast family. And I want to give you a gift for helping grow this podcast because without you, this podcast would not be here. It would not be growing. And I'm going to have you play along with something. If you love this episode, you love the other episodes, go take a minute and leave a review, an honest review right now. Just go into Apple Podcasts, just leave a review. I think you can do it on Spotify as well, wherever you're listening. And then what you're going to do is you're going to go to my Instagram. Go to my Instagram at the Danette May and you will see the most recent Instagram post. In the comments of that post, you're going to share what you got from this episode just briefly. Like, what did you love about this episode? We're going to tie your review with that comment in Instagram, and we're going to send a few of you lucky people product that is valued over $50. So we're going to send you some Earth Echo product valued over $50 just for taking a minute to leave a comment in the last Instagram post, as well as leaving a review, honest review about this podcast. I love you. And we're doing this together. We're growing this podcast together. We're growing. We're hearing one another. I love you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.